0: drums. I'm Jay O'Neill. I play bass. And I'm Mikey Waco, and we're Psycho 78, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. You're
1: surfing through another dimension, a dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming, of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, BC, and even Idaho, existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop the Northwest Convergence
2: Zone.
3: right uh, another fantastic tacoma band gracing the uh stellar cave the room of greatness the room of greatness the stellar cave i don't know if we're great enough for this room man (laughs) (laughs) not even Uh, absolutely man psycho 78 our guest and the name of that song right there is long way and that is off of their cd who wants cake and well voxie Probably wants want some because she I just. I pie, cake. Pie, who pie, doesn't want
0: pie, cake? Is too. really
3: the Fireworks too <laughs> for. <Yeah. fun. laughs> well, you just had your birthday. I figured yeah. some cake would that's be. What, that's right. right there. That's right. That's
1: one of those things where it's like, hey, you want a bowl of ice cream? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of like, hey, of ice cream? like, are you really asking me yeah. that? <laughs> I just bring like, it. Is that
0: a
3: question? <laughs> in
0: front of
1: me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I got to drive. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, punk rock band right here in the South Sound, which is always fantastic. Because I mean, who doesn't love punk rock? It's just. It's ingrained in our, our DNA, I think. It just it makes you want to move, makes you want to have fun and drink beer, which is, that's Tacoma right that's there. That's what we like to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So you guys been together since 2005, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say that's about right. Yeah, about so. so how did that come together? I mean, a lot of bands come and go, and and especially, you know, doing punk rock, because a lot of punk rock bands have a hard time after about the second album, you know, maintaining sure. the uh, the sound, the energy, you know, uh they've bitched enough in the first two albums. They got nothing else to talk about. Ooh, you guys have mm-hmm. been around for a while. What's the secret, boys? Well,
0: fortunately in this day and age, there's just plenty of stuff to bitch about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we hate and
0: ever growing this. Yeah. Really they are easy.
4: equal opportunity haters. haters. Yes.
0: <laughs> Some
3: people just hate a little. We hate a lot. <laughs> That's true. Key to success in a punk rock band, <laughs> hate all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> the trick is not to make it and then you don't get happy. Yeah. Go. So there we, you go. We could just keep brighten these angry That's
3: songs the forever. Yeah. Now the uh, the Tacoma scene is, uh, especially when you guys were coming in, probably not a whole lot of punk rock going down. Um, you know, punk rock kind of ebbs and flows in its popularity, and um, so like I said, I'm a big fan of it though. So it's always rotated, you know, on the disc player in my house. But um, playing around Tacoma and trying to gather an audience, you know, for. The venues and, you know, to sell CDs and so forth. What's it been like for you guys, um, you know, with with being in the scene for that long? And uh, have you seen have you seen punk rock kind of become accepted? And then, you know, not so much. And then you get Oh, and then it comes back. And what's that? What's the journey been like for you guys? It's been long and arduous <laughs> yeah, it's and been hateful. Tough road. It's been tough road. It gives
4: them more material yeah. to write about. Yeah.
0: I mean, when we started, it was there was a really heavy, uh, strong metal scene happening here in Tacoma, yep. and um, we played right in the middle of that. You know, so
3: every night.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, was it
3: hard to find a venue though when you're like you are showing up and they're like, uh, you guys metal. No, not so Mm. hard to find a venue. It's
5: just the bill is often strange, where you're put with (laughs) bands that you really don't (laughs) go with. This, you know, really heavy metal, Cookie Monster singing voice, and then we come on, and
3: (laughs) like what? You can't
5: really blame the audience for being a little confused, and you know, some of them are happy about it, some of them leave. It's. You just can never tell what you're going to get when you go out and see a show. Where was these the days. first
3: place you guys played around here? Do you remember?
0: Well, the, the band, when we started in 05, it was just Davo and I playing as a two piece. And um, the first place we played was some coffee shop over in UP. So I played scared half of everybody. The yeah,
3: they're all nervous on coffee. They were all pretty sudden, freaked guys, out. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I can imagine. Give me more coffee. This band <laughs> sucks.
1: Yeah, they're like they're like going up to the manager like, um, is this going to be a regular
5: thing here? Because I really like this place, but mm.
1: yeah. this is not your
3: typical coffee shop <laughs> fair yeah. right here. He's still yeah. like a girl playing a guitar, really quiet. You know? It's an Amazon. it was
0: awesome. Well, <laughs> then as you know, as
3: Tacoma progressed, and now we have just uh, an amazing array of different styles of bands. And and I mean, I view that as a positive. But as more punk bands sort of came into the scene, did uh, did you find it easier to kind of, you know, uh, set bills with those guys and, and, and do uh, get the punk rock crowd out? Um, or was it, you know, was, was it still, is it always just been a challenge for punk rock to Tacoma? No, I think we're super lucky. I, I don't
0: really... Uh, I don't know how much I consider us to be a punk rock band, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the the roots of our music is rock. And there's a really good rock scene in Tacoma, and it just keeps getting better and better all the time. And we've always been able to play in different types of settings with different types of bands and different types of crowds and just somehow do okay. Uh, if we play in a really kind of hardcore scene, we can put together a pretty hardcore set where we use... I mean, obviously, yeah, being around as long as we have, we've got, you know, 30 tracks. So, you know, we can put together a hard set or a softer set. And it seems like, you know, a lot of the punk rock, it's either uh, really poppy and almost boy bandish to Mm -hmm. really hardcore. And we're not really either one of those things. And I don't think there's a band around the Northwest like Psycho 78.
3: I was going to say, I think a lot of bands can learn from that, um, from that approach where you develop a uh, you know a set list of songs that you can draw from to kind of fit into uh, different situations because a lot of bands it's like this is our sound this is what we do and that's it sure you kind of get pigeonholed so have you found that to be fairly successful for you guys oh absolutely like, yeah absolutely and, and you know we'll sometimes we, well
0: we're not that professional so we don't really like we, we don't write set lists set lists make my back hurt so yeah, a lot of times you know so does we'll, metal we'll, yeah we'll kind of see how, how the show's going and decide what we're gonna play on stage while, as we've watched oh, the, the crowd yeah uh, and how they react to different types of music that they're hearing.
5: You can tell, you know, when you step into, I think, you know, after you do it for a little while, you can tell when you step into a club what, what they're going to like. Sometimes we're not going to, you know, Oh, fit we've that missed. Bill. We've, we've missed bad. We miss all the time, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, yeah, we have enough slower, kind of a little bit pal- more palatable, I guess, for the general audience that we can throw out there. But. Well,
3: let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We're going to go into another track here. This is uh, Psycho 78. They're our guest. And this is a song called 4 a.m., baby. That's early. 4 a.m. is the name of that song. Psycho 78 is the band. They're our guests right here. You guys are from all over the country, right? Uh, you, New York. Um, from
0: uh, Alien Town, who? USA, Roswell. Roswell. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: yeah. You escaped, huh? They let uh, you get uh, out. For some reason. Knowing all I, I the things know. you do? I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel that that um, plays into your song writing and uh, the, the music that you guys are producing? cuz those are those are some distinct different parts of the country and a lot of you know there's a lot of influences on us from where we grow up there's just no doubt about it and so uh, you guys all come together and um how uh, does that cause conflict or do you think that actually helps the stew
5: now funny enough not only do we come from different places but we all kind of come from different places musically too you know um i think coming together a little bit older and from different places it, it kind of compliments you know we bring different bits maybe I sing like really high poppy stuff and Davo can play double kick like metal and Mikey writes awesome punk songs and it just somehow kind of works and we don't we don't ever really argue about that kind of stuff it just sort of comes Mm -hmm. together you know Mikey will come in with an idea and we just kind of do what we do and it turns out like Psycho 78 and I like to think it's because we're all different in what we listened to and where we grew up, but we're all Tacoma now, you know what I mean? And that's, I think, a, a big identity of us is that Tacoma features heavily, I mean, not only where we live, but it features heavily in our music, you, you, you know, you hear us talking about it all the time, and, and it's, we're Tacoma now, and I think that's what's cool about it, is we came all from another place, but we're really identify with Tacoma. and, and
3: Well, that's awesome because as a uh, show that's based out of Tacoma, we have a lot of bands that come in here who we know where they're from and they try to snowball us and tell us they're yeah, Seattle or Belagna. or whatever. So the fact that you guys Jeez. are proud Tacoma we're yeah. proud of it. We're with Absolutely. you on that. And so we spread to it like. too. You Hailing
2: know. from Algona, Washington. <laughs> we are Psycho
3: <Sago> 78. <laughs> like we're, we're happy. That, that place is fucking
2: Algona. cool. <laughs> go- gorst. <laughs> I know you guys are really
5: from Gorst.
1: <laughs> What's this Spremerton
3: crap?
5: <laughs> I live right next to the Nazis latte place
3: <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of uh, uh a couple of opportunities for you to see psycho 78 in action and i, I highly recommend it one of them is right here in t town uh watch them do their thing in their in their town hell's kitchen that's this thursday at nine o'clock and i believe the cover on that is five bucks and how, who is who's on the bill with that as well uh, the load
0: levelers are on that bill they're out of seattle they're really gay, great uh kind of uh Rock and Roll, Cowboy, Punkabilly type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Load Levelers were just straight ahead, kick-ass rock and roll, uh, Zeke, Super Suckers kind of band. Oh, sorry, that's Holly 750, and they're from Denver, Colorado.
3: Oh, so we have a Denver band coming in. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of representation now.
0: you
1: also got Klondike, Kate and gold records oh okay on yep. The yep. Bill. see i had it right in my
3: pocket there you, you go, go. Yeah, you. what and, and this is uh this what is this Gimmer? this is an event actually poisoned apple magazine release party very good um, well i'm sure we'll talk about that later and then also uh this is always a great night for a show halloween night man come on mm-hmm. come on out and celebrate with Psycho 78 at studio 7 that is an all ages show and for those of you who haven't been to Studio Seven, it's actually a very cool venue. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's as cool long venue. as the train's not rolling by. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah, play louder. All ages. Yeah, you gotta play louder when the Freak trains up, go. God. Do they have a I'm wonder I've always wondered do they have a po- uh, like a, a list up there on stage for you guys that tells you when the train's coming or no? <laughs> no it's a no, random deal. They don't no, care. Yeah, because yeah, you know when you're at the Mariners game, you know when it's coming. It, it always oh, yeah. comes at the same time. So just wondering if they had that there. Alright, let's go into another song. This is titled Till We Drown, our guest I Psycho see 78. Well it's
2: all around me, yes it's a potato. Touch nets, I feel the
3: Till We Drown is the name of that track, and I'm going to tell you if you want to hear the rest of these tracks in their entirety, tune in to New Music Monday uh, with myself tomorrow because we're going to be uh, we're going to be dropping some of these tracks from five to seven five to seven p.m. standard time NWCZ Radio's New <laughs> Music Monday, and we will be dropping some Psycho seventy eight for sure uh, off of this CD. Who wants cake? Everybody raise your hand because we me, all me, do. Me. Hell's Kitchen this Thursday at nine. And uh, that's uh, at five That's five bucks to get in. And then also on Halloween at Studio 7 in Seattle. That's an all-ages show. You can check out Psycho 78. Uh, great band. I'm telling you, I'm really digging their sound. Now, tell us about a live show with you guys. I'm seeing people like body surfing, you know, Converse <laughs> up in the air. Dudes dropping on their heads. A lot of beer being drank at your shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff's possible. Just on stage.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hey, Yeah, and then, then yeah, let's talk about pass? the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they kind of frown on that these days. So. <laughs> yeah, it's the We're trying thing to get ever. that change though. We just yeah. talked about that a couple of weeks we, ago. We, I like yeah, the
4: way you yeah. say we. He's out there marching. We are, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I got man. a campaign
5: going. We're right behind you on <laughs> that yes. one. Yes, it's the dumbest thing ever to it play is. rock man. and not drink beer. <laughs>
3: uh, what is it? what's a live show like? People come out, they're watching Psycho seventy eight, what are they seeing?
0: Um, well, these three ugly mugs yeah. are just rocking out.
3: I like to fall down every you know, once a Jay, yeah, Jay falls down. Jay falls down.
0: No, you're going to get a good quality rock and roll show. Um, is it high energy? It sounds, yeah, sounds absolutely. like it is. We love what we do. Mm-hmm. And we, it doesn't, we can't hide it on stage. We can't hide it anywhere. We love it. I love working with these guys. This is the greatest bunch of guys I've ever got to work with ever. We never have any issues. We just kick ass. And we practice hard. We, we put on a tight show. And it's a good time. We like to get the crowd involved with the show. Uh, there's a whole lot of talking and, and interaction and bullshit. And it's. And I, I like it, to think we play the same, whether there's like five
5: or 50 people there. For sure. We've played a lot of shows with five or less. And, <laughs> rock the you know, bar staff rock, tour. Rock the bar oh, staff. Man, we've done that a lot, you know. It's, you, still, you still got to go for it. You can't yeah. really yeah. just stand up there on stage and be a, a loser, you know. You got to still play. Like, Real quick, it.
3: before we let you guys go. Uh, best show that you can remember ever uh, putting on your most fun. You had the most fun. You had the best response. Most people
4: arrested or something.
3: What's your bar? What was it? Actually,
0: it probably would have been, I know my, one of my personal favorites was, uh, we played during the summer over in a town called monitor Washington, just outside of, uh, Wenatchee. And we drove out there and uh, I wasn't sure what to think. Monitor is kind of a one road town with a one saloon. And we were playing at that saloon. And uh, the place was absolutely packed full of punks that just couldn't wait to go insane. And they did. And this place was freaking lawless. I mean, it was the burly. You would have got so arrested in Tacoma for the kind of crap that was going on. In this place. <laughs> nice. and we're
5: right on the floor. And with they them, just no let us know
0: how much they, you know, they people had never even really heard us. And by the, you know, midway through the first track, this place just erupted, and there was. Booze flying everywhere and people falling all over the place.
3: It was amazingly awesome. <laughs> I have tried to tell band after band after band that they need to take a trip to the east side. Oh, oh for you. sure, the, small towns. Yeah. We've had the most up. fun in small towns. Yeah. For okay, sure. flip side, worst show: crickets, mm-hmm. crickets chirping, nothing worse. Well, no, the other I'm night sure, at the Tube. we got was a list of hundred the of them.
0: <laughs> <got> the <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding
5: yeah. me? There was one couple that stuck around. We yeah. played at the Tube Yeah, yeah that would have been the Tube a few Thursdays ago. But you know, even on shows like that, you'll it. We loved it. You, you, you know that you couple came up and said thank you. A, you connect deeper <laughs> with them yeah. that way. Yeah, we well, You can have a conversation yeah. with them.
3: Well, it sounds like you guys are having a great time, and that and that's half the battle. So, yes. uh, your music reflects that. It's great stuff. Everybody, Psycho Seventy Eight, go check them out. Hell's Kitchen this Thursday. That's in Tacoma at uh, nine p.m. The $5 to get in. There's a swath of other bands. We'll talk about that later. Also on Halloween at Studio 7. That's an all ages event. Get your ass to it. Have some fun. Let loose with Tacoma Zone, Psycho 78. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thanks, Thanks a for lot, for man. Us. When you think sports and authoritative figures on sports, there's only one name that comes to mind in the South Sound. The Northwest Convergence Zone via the Weekly Volcanoes own Matt Driscoll. <laughs> I know when I'm thinking sports, the guy I go to is always Matt Driscoll. Damn straight. You know uh, your your
1: little your little smile there after the intro looked like. Uh, like a, a dad whose kid just scored a touchdown, you know what I mean. I was, I'm it's proud. Beaming. I'm yeah, proud beaming. of. I'm proud of Matt. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, so B- Daryl's like a father to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> now, nice boy. Yeah. Um, so Matt is in. Well, well, You know, it's been a while. It's been a few weeks. I think like we, we counted like six, right? A, yeah, it's been about yeah. six weeks. Yeah. So long uh, enough for Kyle Orton to get benched. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you. Uh, you've carried let people know the name of your fantasy team uh you know i have three fantasy. well the one teams, that we're so, all in
6: uh that, that that would be kyle orton's liver yes right? that's yeah. a great name with, with the photo for because <laughs> if if nobody's ever played the game they should play it at home where they would they search go on google and search kyle orton drunk photos it's
2: literally images and they're literally
6: there. it's like a gold mine of uh comedic uh comedic 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 Photos of him getting wasted. so Gotta love that, man. I think
3: the same thing for Gemmer applies. Yeah. <laughs> actually, surprisingly <laughs> enough. There's hmm, a lot there. I never there. thought of it that way.
7: Yeah.
4: You don't Google. You just go to his Facebook and look at all the tagged pictures. Thing, yeah, right? that's all you need right there. <laughs> yeah,
3: Let's go file through all of those things. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Matt Driscoll uh, is the editor of the Weekly Volcano, the South Sound's number one and the best alternative weekly press Uh, I say, in in the entire state. Boom. Yeah. And he also has a great column, which... It's still called it's still Cup called, Check, yeah. but there's a big balls. I should explain it to you guys. What's up I mean, with the big balls? Yeah. Voxia okay. was
6: curious. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I was. She was like, what's up with the big balls? Um, <laughs> if you don't yeah. know, I'm uh, not going to tell you. Okay. We, we did a, little we did balls a, are fine, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. all balls of all sizes. Um, we did a, uh, a redesign on the paper not, not, uh, not too long ago. Um, and balls is actually, it's like our sports section. <laughs> oh, our sports okay. section is called balls. Like our our movie section is called uh, I think it's seen it or see it. Yes, uh, you know here. You're the it. editor. You should know this. Yeah, I don't. I don't do <laughs> layout. I do words, man. I do right words. On. But yeah, it's it's like balls is the equivalent of our sports section. There you go. All thing balls. All, everything balls. Most and thing balls. Actually. Thing Most thing balls. Things. Yeah. There, there
3: are a few ball related things we don't touch. And not a lot of cricket <laughs> being talked about. No. Not without gloves,
4: anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but. But Cup Check is your column, correct? And it is an irreverent look at sports and and things that are sports related. And it's a fan. I'm telling you, it's it's the first thing that I I go to when I pick up my. I, I
6: appreciate. That. I feel like it's. A, I feel copy. like it's, it's really hitting its stride. Now. I think it it's,
3: is. Uh, and I, the one we were talking about earlier, uh, just amongst ourselves, I want to share this with the listeners. And they may have to go to your website to check this out. At but this th-
6: point, unless they want to, you know, dig through the recycling bins, or maybe they have. I them. have a
3: copy. If you contact me, I will. <laughs> Forward it your yeah, way.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Email me. I'll, I'll mail you out a, a hard copy.
3: It is uh, the story about Wisconsin and Green Bay and uh, and cheese fill us in cheese, uh, yeah. Well, long story
6: short, there's a there's a committee. They're called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Uh, it sounds like kind of a doctors group, but actually, kind of what it is, it's 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 along the lines of of PETA. Um, they, they, <laughs> they 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 PETA they for they, cheese. They take a lot of strong stands. Uh, they're pro veganism, and so they put up this billboard uh, that basically says, uh, without the I forget the exact message, but it's it's got the 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 reaper there, and it's basically yep. saying cheese is killing you, Jesus making you fat. It's the yeah. basic, basic, uh, Message of 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 the the billboard there, and they put it up, uh, like you know, on your way to Lambeau Field. So as all the cheese, the heads, cheese heads,
3: heads are driving to the game with the big you know foam cheeses on their head, yep. They they <laughs> thought that was a wise move. To uh, I'm surprised it didn't get torn down within the hour.
6: Right. Well, they actually pelted the, with cheese. The actual the uh, <laughs> the actual billboard. The the billboard. Uh, the the company that owns the billboard actually airbrushed out the because originally, actually, originally, what it had, it had the Reaper with a cheese head on. And that was that was the big reason that it that it was it was mainly controversial because the Reaper had his cheese head <laughs> on. Um, so the the billboard maker actually airbrushed out the the cheese head because uh, for fear of uh, of you know from the maker of the cheese head was threatening to to sue.
3: But didn't they keep that up on their website? They did,
6: they did because it was actually the billboard maker or you know the, the guy who sells the billboards right. airbrushed it out. It wasn't you know it wasn't them. Yeah, PCRM was just like screw it. They're like PETA. They don't care. They 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 did this to to create the uproar because it gets oh, their, sure. it gets their message out Basically, Basically, what they are is they're they're uh, a very very pro uh, vegan uh, committee, almost, almost militant. You know, cheese Nazis. A little bit.
2: Anti-cheese Nazis. A little
6: bit. So they, they got what
3: they they wanted. I, I'm sure I've oh, Including
6: did. a cup check column where I called them on their bullshit
3: all the way here in Tacoma. Yeah so yeah. i i had to i texted driscoll like immediately after like the next morning i Big read cheese that. fan he was i like, was like i'm a huge cheese fan yeah. he was like i am too so. and
6: i i just want to say that i mean as i said in the column i'm not against veganism at all i mean you know sure i, I went to, I, I i it's cool whatever what i am against is bullshit because you know cheese is not making you fat it's not that's not what that's not even the point of their billboard that's not why they put it up no, they were
3: saying it's gonna it's killing you you no gonna they were die.
6: saying it's because you're fat it's gonna make you fat but uh and it's going to kill you but that's not even true i mean that's right. not the root of why they put up the billboard they put it up because they don't you know they're villain t- militant vegans
1: right
3: uh, so <laughs> speaking of and that has to those, those, those two words <laughs> together just crack me up <laughs> look man i'm a militant vegan and i'm not afraid to tell anyone about it okay and you smell like one too um Football. How how? What's your view? We're you know several weeks in now. Yeah. Uh, some teams are showing some, some surprise teams. I'm going to tell you, San Francisco shocking me. Man, they're Detroit good, huh? is surprising me. Yeah, they're exciting. And, um, you know, and then you have teams like the Giants that are surprising me in the other way. I hate the Giants. Well, man. everybody does, just... but they're you know they always have a good team, but this year they just look very. Uh, mediocre.
6: Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, I know everybody hates the Giants. I don't hate the Giants for the same reason everybody hates. I hate the Giants because they're <laughs> frustrating. It's yeah. like they can play so well. I mean, they play so well one week, and then they come, like, you know, the game against the Seahawks, I mean, that was some of the worst football I've ever seen. That's because the
1: Seahawks made them play bad.
6: Right, know, yes. The they, Seahawks just yeah. utterly dominated because that's the they kind did. of team the Seahawks.
3: Well, and they struggle today. Yeah, they did. I mean, I think they did finally win on a field goal or I, something, but yeah. um, they, they just looked horrible. And then, you know, some of your mainstay teams like Dallas, and, Tony uh, Romo guy that guy what's going on there? I don't know
6: you're you, what do you have the inside scoop the Texas scoop on Tony Romo
3: <laughs> what I'm hearing from my people is that his head's not in it he doesn't, he doesn't have uh he doesn't feel he has a surrounding cast that uh has been there in the past like they they've all sort of given up on yeah the season and him hmm. and so he's just kind of like and also I will say this I've watched a couple of games of theirs and I'm not a huge I'm really not a Cowboys fan I, I grew up right. in Houston right. but they surprise because they're always right there. But his offense looks like they're on a completely different – like they had a completely different playbook handed to them at the beginning of the season, and they're still operating on that. It's yeah. a conspiracy. Because yeah, have are. you seen the games where they're like hiking it into his nuts? Yeah. You know, and <laughs> no, receivers the, like, are going the wrong way. Eight times. No, he's
1: chewing out the, the center. The center was acting like he's never hiked a ball before, yeah. you know.
6: Well, they were faking the snap, man. Those Redskins were, yeah.
3: ca- were calling <laughs> the They were calling hot, <laughs> hut, man. It was hard. Like eight times. Uh, wow. So uh, you have any – any, um, any thoughts on going forward in the NFL teams you think that are going to crash and burn or, or you think things are going to continue rolling the way they are? I mean, you're looking at teams like San Francisco and I said Detroit. And, you, and then also another team that surprised me are the, the – um, Uh, like the Falcons and uh, some of these some of these teams that were supposed to be powerhouses not so not so much Um, is this going to play out the rest of the year or do you think teams are going to you know hit a midseason stride and things are going to shake up again
6: well yes and no I mean that's uh, you know I mean I think I think there are things developing that are are going to last the whole season I I think San Francisco is legit just Mm because of the defense they're playing and I mean they're not doing anything spectacular they're just playing really sound football their defense is playing really really well and they're not making a, a whole bunch mistakes and i think that's reflective of their new coach so i think they're gonna be i mean i don't think they're gonna win the super bowl or anything but i they're gonna probably win the nfc west and they're gonna they're gonna be a decent team i think detroit is for real uh you know just with all the all the all the draft picks they've accumulated over the the years i mean there's just so much talent on that team that it's uh you know unless they hit a major patch of injury you know like stafford goes down or something
3: like that like the houston texans who are on a roll and they've lost like two or three key pieces and they're they're all of a sudden looking very mediocre
6: yeah but you gotta be happy with their defense this year oh no they're
3: they're solid but also uh their main guy uh was andre johnson he's down yeah he's down
6: well you know i i saw that play happen on the tv and i thought he tore tore up his knee so i was actually kind of relieved to hear it was just a hamstring thing and he's coming i thought he was done for the year because he just went down and it's like nobody even nobody even touched him he just went down it looked really bad but uh the the thing about the Texans is they've always been so one sided. They've had the you know they've had the high explosive offense, but their defense just has you know right. killed them the last mm-hmm. two or three years. Mm-hmm. And so now at least they have. It's gotta feel good to at least you know not just be scared every time the other other team gets the ball.
3: Well, hurt. it feels real good because always Indianapolis was there to uh, yeah. you know knock us off the right. top. So this right. this is not our window so this year. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. messing things up. Fantasy, how are you feeling about your fantasy teams? Oh, all three of them. You know,
6: I think the nice thing what I'm doing with fantasy this year is having three teams. Is it all? It's like I kind of almost have every dude in one team, <laughs> so it's like it's not as it's not as pressure. It does. It hasn't ruined as many weekends so right. far as I as it as it had in the past. You know, because you're getting killed in one, but you're doing all right And the other. It just kind of all washes out. Because uh,
3: I saw your post a while back, you took some time off. Took some time. Took some time off and and fretted over, sweated over had all your paperwork out and you were like revamping your uh fantasy teams which made me nervous because i'm in a league with you yeah and then he promptly came out and kicked my ass i did so and gimmer you're in this league i know have you gone up against orton's liver yeah last week We, we did battle last week and how'd that go uh I won.
1: <laughs> but uh my team is underperforming. <laughs> they they play with a lot of heart.
6: They That's all a, that matters. The scoreboard right? isn't reflective of always reflective of the heart that Gimmer's team puts out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: there you go. Um all right. Let's talk about the NBA for a moment because okay. this is some bullshit. <laughs> uh I mean, I'm really the NBA lost me years ago. Yeah. I'm really not a you know, when, I'm not a fan of the NBA. When they stole the Sonics, you mean? No, nope, way before that. Yeah, okay. You know, it's like uh yeah, it, to me too. it became it became thug yeah. thug ball. Uh very individualized, it, you know, the way David Stern uh was pushing the league, uh I, I just it yeah. lost me, completely yeah. lost me. Yeah. But it is a, it's a it's a major sport. A lot of people, you know, love it, they they count on it, they depend on it. And here we are. Um, they, they did not follow what a lot of people thought would happen. same thing with football, where they got to crunch time. They signed a deal, you know, saved the season, maybe missed out on the preseason. No, here we are. We've had two weeks canceled. Um, now we're talking about being canceled till Christmas. And I'm reading that some of the players are getting tired of this, and they're ready to fold, but their union is, is going to ignore them and continue to push forward. Do you think we're going to lose the season?
6: oh man um you know it wouldn't shock me it w- it really wouldn't shock me at this point i, I nothing that's i didn't I wasn't surprised to cancel the first two weeks. The thing the thing about the difference between what's going on in the NBA and what went on in the NFL is uh, I mean the NBA structure is actually broken. Like there are actually, you know, and I never feel sorry for, you know, millionaires who own and billionaires. sports and billionaires who own sports teams, but people who own NBA franchise are actually losing money on a consistent basis. You got like the you know, yeah the, mediocre, the scales tip too much. Mediocre players and they're guaranteed, you know, signing for 120 million dollars and guaranteed Guaranteed contracts. You yeah, uh,
3: know, the la- I think what I heard is the the owners were asking to basically go down to a fifty-fifty. Yeah, which would then be what was it a twenty percent or thirty percent cut for all the players? And of course, you know, the big dollar players are like, well, it's not about us because we don't really care. But you know, the new guy coming to the league who's only making four hundred thousand, well, that's a thirty thousand dollar year cut or whatever, right? And I'm like, how A, how many of those players are there? There's not that many. And if you're that concerned, how about you lop off a little bit more and, you know, contribute to the cause? Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah. I mean, I, I'm never just, you know, I'm just, just being the liberal I am, I'm never gonna come out and just be fully supportive of of, of the owners because I'm sure they're trying to, you know, squeeze every penny out of them <laughs> that, that that they can. But the NBA, the, the structure of what they have going on there is actually broke. They need to fix something.
3: Who do you who would you if you could uh Lay the blame at the feet of you know one or two or a couple whatever who's who's yeah. screwed it up.
6: It's a tough. It, that's a tough call, man. Because I mean, just like with anything, I think uh, you know, it's not like these deci- these things we're sitting we're here with are decisions that were just made. All in one. I mean, th- what happens just is over time, w- one decision gets made, and things build on it and build on it. And you know, I mean, you can't you can't argue with the players over time fighting for, uh, you know, to get more share of the pie. But I mean, it's just at this point, to the point it's gotten, it's just. Uh, I think it's swung too far in one direction. They need to. They need to. They need to figure it out. And if that means canceling the season to figure it out, then, I mean, that's actually more sustainable than trying to
3: continue in the, the model. The and map. I think it'll be devastating because I think one of the most interesting things about this whole uh, process that's going on is the lack of interest. There are, you know, ESPN's reporting it, of course, because that's their business. Um, some of the sports page. It's in the, you know, it's in like page three or four. Um, smaller articles now as we're going along, but word on the street just talking to people not that interested right and the longer they go they cancel the season it could be devastating for yeah. them yeah um so but i wh- mean the, the i mean and to play devil's advocate the i mean from
6: a financial uh, aspect the the system they have is being it's broke, it's it's killing
3: them as it is. So right. I mean, what's the difference? So are you like me? You're secretly hoping Kobe and some of these uh, other guys go to go Europe to Europe. I think that then, would be like, awesome. Twist an ankle or something. <laughs> well, yeah, that would also be
6: awesome. But I, I just, I like some
1: bad brie. <laughs> <laughs> told you, man, cheese is going to kill you.
6: <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice callback. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. In the business we call. Yeah, that's, uh,
3: that's baseball. We are in involved in uh, the best time of the year. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, Absolutely. my wife doesn't get baseball at all. She really doesn't. Um, it's too long. The season's too long. She right. gets bored. And, every, and I think some your, people... Your wife
6: has some points there. She though. does.
3: She definitely does. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute. Hockey has a lot of games too. But they love hockey up in Canada. So we're Americans. <laughs> we love baseball. But this is the best time of the year. And so now we have Texas is back in. After not having been in since yeah. the beginning of the franchise, they're back to back Going to the series—that's pretty amazing. That yeah, is, um, and then now on the brink of like bankruptcy, were maybe yep. bankrupt
6: last year, right? I mean, yep. I forget how that all—it seems like forever again. That, but they were like bankrupt. They were yeah, sold
3: to the Nolan's going to save them. Yeah, he, I think he has saved them. As we're speaking right now, and as we're recording this, the St. Louis Cardinals are beating Milwaukee five to one in, and they are in the top of the second. Damn straight, go Cards! So if the Cards clinch this up, we're going to have a Cards. Versus Texas World Series. Right. I hate the Cardinals, but that shouldn't um, that should not in any way affect my hate opinion. Is a pretty big word. It is. There. I it dislike strongly. I the was Cardinals. pulling for
1: the Toledo Mud Hens this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they I was all didn't for. Didn't have the, much power it, in the bottom more, of their lineup. I know yeah. they're more exciting to watch. I was uh, all the for Mariners, the making whoopies
3: you know? personally.
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so what? What do you think? Uh, as far as baseball goes, what do you think? Uh, you think we're gonna see a press a press conference between now and the start of next season and little little Ichiro sitting there saying so long? Oh gosh. Um you know, it'll be really
6: interesting to see what happens. I, I you know, uh I think they're gonna they may try to move him out of that uh that leadoff spot and it'll just be interesting to see how he uh how he takes that. Go-
1: he lost a lot, you know. Oh, he lost
3: know. a ton. Yeah. No, but
1: I mean he's he's lost a lot. He's lost a lot of games with this franchise now. He's had a few nice yeah. seasons with them, mm-hmm. but all in all, you know, just they've had some historically bad <laughs> Yeah. runs. Yeah. So, you know, 35, 36. I mean, for for my eyes Okay, well, here, here's it a, looked like he was he had lost some of his Here's spirit. a bigger here's yeah. a
3: here's another question in that in that realm. I, I do want to Touch briefly before we close down as to what we think the Mariners should do, but let's uh, let's just play what if because I'm with you. I think Ichiro is definitely has wound down and he may uh, probably should retire. I really think he should. Um, if he does or any retires in the next few years, does he go into the Hall of Fame?
6: Yep, I think you have to. Yeah, yep.
3: I just put the, on the based on, the- on because he's a baseball player and he did so much. You know, before he came, no, I, or yeah. based on his numbers here,
1: I'd I'd just say from his numbers here,
3: that two hundred hit thing is crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's
1: it, big. It, the anu- nobody's the had you know a, like a run of a, a nine, ten year run. They've, nobody's really had a run like that. No, I mean you can look at especially this. slapping at the ball. Nobody yeah, he has makes his that. he makes his own little column in the. In you know in yeah, history and that's, there so
3: that's good for, that's good for the M's yeah
1: um, but Edgar
3: Martinez should be in there absolutely no, absolutely there's no question he should be in before Ichiro the uh, the Mariners before we wind this up what do they do what do we need uh, they've basically raided the Tacoma farm. Uh, you know the Tacoma Rainiers. Eighteen
1: uh, or nineteen rookies played this season. Yeah. They
3: uh, so the Rainiers are probably going to suck next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Mariners, young. I've heard the I've heard some press conferences from their uh, their higher ups where they're they are not looking to sign uh, some big name because you know there's some big free agents that yeah. are going to happen. That's always a fun time of the year for baseball. They're not looking in that direction. They say they're looking to grow from within. So now are we faced looking at another four years to develop players and then have them trade them away as soon as they get good? What do you guys think they should do?
6: Well, the thing about baseball, I mean, is it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I don't think they I don't think they believe that they're close enough. To their, they're at a point where they could go out and sign Prince
3: Fielder and that that would put them over the but hump. But do they have time, though? What do you mean time? Do they have time? Because I saw an article – uh, it was from the Wall Street Journal I believe where they were ta- they had the top 10 franchises that have lost the most fans in the past yeah. I think 10 years number three Seattle Mariners they've lost 40 plus percent of their fan base in the last three years right and as the as the reporter on Como told me as I was watching, she so said, "That's what that would be like if you have ten people in a section. Four are not there. It was not nice of her to break that down I for was, you. I was like, Oh, honey, thank you for the math. Oh my goodness, because I couldn't visualize That's that.' It's courtesy myself. math. It no,
4: it's just no. And I, 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 <laughs> what I, what news station? That, that was
3: Como Four. Uh, yeah,
6: I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to dissect the math here, but I, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming that those numbers mean when they say lost forty percent of their fans, it means that they're the not uh, coming. Attendance is forty is down forty percent. Yes, Th- think about that. Huge. They're going to come back the minute they win. I know. I mean, I don't. I think.
3: agree. But can they? But in the meantime, if if let's say uh, next year it drops, and not not that dramatic, but more, right. and the, they're not getting the gate because I, I don't know if you saw any of the games at the end of the year, they but, would announce like fifteen thousand fans. They would be lucky if there were yeah. seven thousand yeah. fans there. I mean, yeah. it was it was just ghost town. Yeah. Um, can the franchise afford? Not to add somebody that adds that sparks life, adds interest, gives them some hope. Do they, you know, can they keep telling us, "Hang in there, hang in there." In a couple of years, you know, three years, we're going to be better. Right. Do, do you think that financially they, they can sustain that?
6: Well, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, if they don't improve, no, probably not. But, I mean, I think they... They did improve over last year. I, they did improve. <laughs> and you got to... A whole six games. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can measure... They had that crazy losing streak. Oh, uh, yeah, that was awful. Um. I mean, they were a better team this year than they were the year before, uh, and you got all the young guys coming up—the Carps and the Ackleys and stuff. I mean, you know, I think people are gi- legitimately excited about Ackley, legitimately yes, still I excited agree. about Hernandez. Um, you know, you got the, you got the other pitching kid, uh, Pineda. Pineda. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why he's spacing that name out right now, but pitching uh, kid, the pitching kid, the pitching kid. The, yeah, that young's new name. Get that pitching kid in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, if they take if they take huge steps back, and I mean, and they're as pitiful as they were last year next year i mean no eventually that's going to catch up but uh I, I do believe they're making they're making strides, and I, I there's only really one way to do it in baseball. I don't think you can I don't think you can go out and just all of a sudden like you're gonna you're gonna sign a Prince Fielder and it's gonna make that big a difference. Uh, I mean, yeah. sure, at first, you know, at the beginning of the season, more, maybe more tickets are being sold, sure, uh, just always name recognition. But if you're j- if your team still got a bunch of holes in it and now you just have Prince Fielder and you're not winning, by the time you get to the end of the year, you're,
3: you're in nobody's the nobody's there goal. anyway. Well, you know, they can always threaten to pull out, and King County can raise taxes right. and keep them and that, that that'll save the day yeah yeah so anyway all right well those are just some thoughts on you know the mariners and sports i in think general. they're moving in the right direction but i mean you know i'm not i'm not i'm just afraid because their track record is not uh is not that great in developing talent and hanging on to it let's yeah. be honest
6: no that's absolutely you true. you look at a lot
3: of the all-star games and the and world series teams there's a lot of ex-mariners in there who hit their stride After they left. That's been a a Seattle historical. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. How long? How long can this go on? Well, I think we just got
6: to hope Zarensic knows what he's doing. And Uh, I think so far. It's a big hope. So far. Other than a few, a few. See the free agent signings are where you get in trouble. I mean, right. everything Zarensk does is been pretty good, except for better than Bavesi. Yeah, except for you know <laughs> the uh, the the Sean Figgins and the you know yeah, the you the, have the, a few the free here the free agent moves are what you know you start throwing major money at these guys and. Uh, you know, I think building from in, within is the way to go. It's just, I mean, it's going to be like a four, five, six year process. Yeah, That's the reality never, of should it. should
3: have never built that stadium in the Indian and Burial Ground. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt, always good to catch up with you, brother. Thanks for coming in. And everybody, check out Cup Check, which is in the balls section. That is the new sports section. That's of correct. Weekly Volcano. You can also check it out online, weeklyvolcano.com. And uh, Matt Driscoll. Uh, We are looking forward to the weekly volcano yeah. joining NWCZ radio here yeah. in November. That's going to be exciting. That's
6: right. Yeah. We, we well last time I was on, I believe we said uh, look look it in October as but, soon as I get my shit together. <laughs> and as you can see, it's now coming in November. Yes. So I'm well on my way to getting my P- shit together. More
3: time for people to get excited. Right.
6: No, we're just ironing out the kinks. We're you know it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a polished machine. By well,
3: I hope probably. you'll still stop in and see us. Uh, you know, on a monthly basis. Absolutely. I know that's going to add to your uh, you know your stellarness and well. Being busy <laughs> you know I, I, be,
6: be, you got pizza so i'm, you I'm, I'm happy to come by
3: <laughs> all right everybody mad driscoll thanks man thank you all right everybody if you have been paying attention at all and for a while uh, we were bitching about how it wasn't in the mainstream media but it's all over now and that's the occupy movement that started in wall street basically and inspired
4: has, by other countries yeah inspired
3: yeah. by lots of but in the u.s mm-hmm. it started on, on wall street and it's sp- spread Spread all across the country, hit town after town, and it has come to Tacoma. And so, a lot of there's a lot of questions out there as to what is the Occupy movement, um, what are they hoping to accomplish, and who's involved and all that th- stuff. So, we thought we'd bring some of the uh, Occupy movement folks in here on the program today and uh, talk to them. We have Joy, Deborah, Francesca, and Cat, who are fresh off of the line coming in cold. Here. <laughs> They're cold. We're warming them up as, we, as we speak. And, uh, first of all, welcome to the program. And second, uh, how did you personally get involved with this? We'll start with joy.
8: I've been passionate my whole life about the, uh, greed that corporate America has spread and the, uh, corruption that they've caused in our government. Um, I've, complained for a long time and been waiting for a chance to have a voice and others who think like me together. And it's amazing to me that this is actually happening finally and we're finally standing up for our rights and fighting against the corporate greed of America. Deborah? Well, it's been a little journey for me. I was totally politically unaware, had a good job, loving life, shopping at the mall. And then George Bush took office and I started waking up And I realized that corporations are in charge of everything. They run my entire government. There's no party for me to turn to that's going to save me or fix this.
9: And here we are. We're here to fix it. Francesca? I was... Sorry, I'm a little hoarse. I was screaming a lot at the rally we had (laughs) yesterday. Um, I, too, feel like I was born for this. I was... Very little and managed to talk my way out of half of my spankings by talking about human rights issues <laughs> with my father <laughs> yeah. I needed you those. to intercede for me <laughs> yeah, where
3: was that at? man you should have hired that service out
9: <laughs> <laughs> and I was waiting, watching and praying for something to happen so that I could have a voice and I could empower my neighbors to have a voice to stand with me until corporations and and social conditioning and everything else that has disenfranchised us to go away and that we are one. We are the same species. We are human.
3: Cat.
7: You know, I've got three grandkids at home. Grandma cat has got her kids and uh, I can no longer look them in the eye. And tell them that if they're good citizens, if they work hard, if they keep their nose to the grindstone, that America will actually reward them for their effort. In fact, I think many of those jobs, they may end up going to different countries to find gainful employment. Um, I want to be able to look at them and say that this country was as good as when I grew up.
3: And now the Occupy movement is uh, one of the things that the the criticisms that I've read is that it's... um, there's a lot of different movements involved in it. There's really no mission statement or spearhead group. It's just kind of this, uh, you know, a lot of unemployed people just hanging out, demanding a bunch of things that. See
4: what you get from watching TV? No, no. I'm just. I'm,
2: just, <laughs> just,
3: I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm no, just saying I know, these are the criticisms that I've read. Um, here in Tacoma, because we're, we're talking about you guys are. Doing the, the occupy, you've joined the occupied forces in Tacoma. What is it specifically here in Tacoma? I know we're talking about corporations, and that's on a, a broader scale. But you guys are downtown in Tacoma. You've occupied uh, a—is it a space or a couple of spaces?
7: It is a uh, pocket park that doesn't belong to the city of Tacoma. In fact, it's Department of Transportation mm-hmm. site. So it is the state that we're dealing with. Right. And yes, just a nice little park. We ought to be able to fit couple hundred folks in there very and, efficiently. And what
3: is the message to the state, to the city, um, to our region from your point of view?
8: Our goal is simple. By way of nonviolent protests, public proclamation, and by exercising our First Amendment rights, as described by our country's forefathers, we're all we're, um, about educating and motivating the 99% mm-hmm. to hold the 1% accountable.
3: And, and, and when you say that, when you say we want to hold them accountable, what is it exactly – or it does have to be exactly, but it, if, you were to, if you were to have an audience with this 1%, they came down and said, all right, let's chat. What, what, is, what are the changes that you would want them to make? What is it that you want them to do that will shift um, – To to where it's 50 50 or however however you see it happening.
7: You know what I think needs to happen is I think people need to be represented again in government. Mm -hmm. You know, the way the situation is right now, no sooner does a legislator come out of the electorate season and he is immediate, he or she is immediately working on that next season, raising money. Mm -hmm. And we're talking big money and a lot of it never goes through our electoral system. It's a part of PACs. It's a part of issue ads on television, on radio, in print media. And what I want is for personally, this is me, Mm -hmm. um, I want my legislator to be able to look me in the eye and say, I represent you. I'm all about all of us negotiating again. You know, discourse is the American ideal. I don't expect the person that I'm standing next to to hold all of my same goals. I want the opportunity to discuss it civilly, to ask our legislators again to legislate for the people.
4: That's what I see the most important thing about this movement is is people becoming aware. You guys are out there, we're out there spreading a message and telling other people, the people that don't, I mean, there's people I know that are very aware of a lot of things and they're like, so what is this about anyway? So Absolutely. so that's more so is is getting people aware so that then there is a group of people that, because together they're going to have more power to make any change at all. So if mm-hmm. there's not a specific goal now, just the goal of, of organizing that awareness, and oh.
3: in and in, uh, in in its title, it's the Occupy movement, which I assume you know means you're going to occupy something. How how do you view this as? Um, is, is this a, you know, a long term thing? Are you guys there for a weekend? Are you there? Uh, how, how is this wor- how's this going to work um, with the whole occupying? anybody I well, no
7: else' will step up I'll step <laughs> up From my perspective, I see the end game as November 2012, essentially a "You either come back to the people and do the job that we elect you to do mm-hmm. for the people," or you're gone.
3: So are you guys going to stay down in the park till 2012?
7: Hopefully someone will. <laughs> you know, unless we have some type of
3: no. I, well, I, if you're I, a I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious I, I, too. I, I'm seriously serious. asking that because I know in Wall Street they've been there for several weeks now, a month or more. Over September
8: 17th, is yeah. When so they I
3: don't, and I don't know if it's the same people. I don't know if they're taking shifts. I don't know because I'm not there. But here in Tacoma, uh, if I'm driving downtown and I and I see you know see you guys there, I'm just curious. If, <clears throat> is that, do you have a set? T- we're going to do this until you know. Three weeks from now or two weeks from now. And we're, because we're, some places are setting think, up tents, some are, you know, <clears throat> some are, you know, rotating people in and out and taking shifts. How's this working in Tacoma? I,
9: I think that this is so organic mm-hmm. that I couldn't even tell you exactly what tomorrow is going to bring because we are really reactionary right now because we are looking to those people that we have placed in power to be accountable in an idealistic perspective like what is good for the masses mm-hmm. right we're, we're not concerned with that one percent so honestly i i couldn't tell you but i it's taken me my whole life to get to this point that's how much dedication I've put into.
3: So, in this. the conclusion for you, when you're when you're like, okay, I can go home now. What would have to happen?
9: We would have to reverse policies and practices and laws that have continuously repressed people economically and socially because that one percent has had so much influence on everything we do.
3: We're we talking about taxes. We're we talking about laws that are on the books. Are we talking about um, attitudes? We're we talking about um, we we brought up PAC money and. Um, people, you know, donations to you know political figures and so forth. What, what, what specifically? Do, do, are are, all are of there it. specifics? Is it all, all of the above?
8: The
7: above. Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl, he has a really a good example. complete system reboot. Yeah, here's a really good example that we found um, in, in preparing for this. What's
3: the
4: hand this. thing? That's quiet clapping.
3: Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you.
7: This is the way that <laughs> means we work without microphones by consensus it, with large groups is by hand signs, by recognizing each other's right to speak, for dissenting opinions to be heard. You know, coming back to what you were just asking
8: a moment ago, though, um,
7: Oh,
8: and damn, I lost, my, yeah, I lost my train. Actually, I'd like to interject. You know, when we go home, I guess it's when we all democratically within our group, which is all of you, if you want to come on down, decide to go home.
3: Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. People coming down and joining. Oh, um, I, I did want to ask real quick, though, um, in some of these uh I don't want to call it demonstration. It's not really. I guess it is, but it's it's a peaceful protest. You're occupying a space. You know, you're there. Um, There have been um, clashes or confrontations with law enforcement officers. Um, Not in Tacoma. Well, that's (laughs) that's what I'm getting. They just started, though. (laughs) So, have have, has there been a conversation? Uh, Have do you guys have permits to be there? Um, Have you gone about? um, You know, you know, getting. Um, you know going through proper channels or are you just there and you're hoping that nothing uh, happens out of this
7: well I think we all maintain that it is our right as citizens of this country mm-hmm. to engage in free speech in public places and I do recall what I was getting ready to say and it speaks to this uh, we were talking about the laws that are on the books and re- repealing some of these laws that have been put in place in September just this year mm-hmm. in Tacoma we found this in uh, looking at assembly laws if and an illegal assembly is engaged and that can be as simple as a tent in a park and you help or you speak out in support of that action you are held
3: Rely, um, Great, we're gonna erase for, this whole thing. Absolutely,
7: yeah, you, you <laughs> can be held liable for aiding and abetting. This is how twisted the law has become. You've lost your right to free speech. Not only do you have that charge, but you can be charged for with what you know. The people who put the tent up can be charged really, is this America? Your right to speak out in support of my free speech action is being diminished and held hostage to additional charges over and above the people engaging in the action? Not my country.
3: Uh, how do people then uh, who are you know, interested in the cause, support the cause, um, sympathetic towards the cause, how do they get involved especially here in Tacoma. And, I, and those of you who are listening, you know, around the Northwest, I know it's about to hit Vancouver, BC, Victoria, BC. It's, uh, you know, Portland, all these places that are close to home for you if you're interested. But we're talking with the Tacoma Occupy, obviously. How do people in our region uh, reach out, become part of this process?
8: Come on down. We'll fill you in. And tell and- us
3: again where you're at
8: occupation park
7: occupation park 21st and pacific avenue in tacoma it's right at the 21st street exit on the 705 spur Um, you can also check our website there's occupytacoma.org.
4: lots of ways to get involved though i mean look at you're involved right now because you've brought them on the show you know you can post it on your facebook you can tell a friend about it you i mean there's so many ways to be involved about it and the bottom line is is if one single leader out there or maybe there's a handful of other leaders out there that aren't Technically, even in the one percent, and they see that they've got the people's backing. And that gives them more power than to then help fight. Have the you guys? Things that we're fighting. Uh,
3: have you guys reached out to like the mayor's office or any of the uh, the representatives that are here in our town and invited them for a dialogue?
7: Definitely, we have definitely reached out to them. Uh, we've not necessarily invited for a dialogue. Our negotiation or our communications with them to date have been informative. Mm-hmm. We're coming. We would like to talk to you. But as yet, they have not reached out.
3: Yeah, they, oh, they have not responded yet. That is correct. Okay, well, that was that would be my next question. Well, hopefully, they will. I think. Uh, I think you know, like I said, some people, myself included, uh, have been a bit confused about this whole thing because uh, we're getting all kind of different stories. But now it's 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 come into my backyard. So I, I'm I'm Literally. you guys have actually forced me to um, look closer at it and <laughs> uh, to. Um, you know, find points that I agree or disagree on or whatever. But in the end, I don't think I don't see how the average American citizen can be that against, um, you know, policies and stuff that uh, are, you know, are very unfair. And there's, there's obviously a lot of corporate greed going on. It's been going on since day one. And there are a lot of things that need to shift. We hope those shift. And I think it's great that you guys are out there. You're passionate about your belief. You're passionate about enough to, you know, go out there, do your thing and uh and and make people aware of the situation and also if you if you're sitting at home all you have to do is just become a friend of Voxy's on facebook because yeah. uh she's aren't you you're posting a lot aren't you yeah i'm not saying it in a bad way <laughs> yes. Voxy's keep voxy has been the main one that's gotten me informed and involved in this whole thing because she's
7: right out there on that aiding at a betting charge yeah
3: <laughs> I, if they come after me i'm pointing to Voxy because uh, it was all
4: hey b- i just lost my job last week so if they throw my butt in jail at least i'd still have a roof over my three head. hots and a
3: cop for box <laughs> hey. I, I would like to make yes. a,
8: a point here uh we are not anti-capitalist we are anti-greed and corporate greed and a lot of people have questioned us on being anti-capitalist that's in see and i think that's one of the
3: misinformation i don't think anybody can disagree with that i mean greed greed is uh, they people say the root of money is the root of all evil i think greed really is the root of all evil thank you guys so much for coming in you know we're going to keep tabs on you guys and we'd like to check in every now and then and uh you know with the station or the program and just find out how things are going and um encourage you guys to be strong and uh and you know stick up for your beliefs and and that is the american way i think it's fantastic that you guys are exercising that right thank Thank you thank
7: Thank you. you shall we give her a grandma cat finish NWCZRadio.com. Turn it up.
3: Absolutely. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. I'm Big D. I'm Voxy. I'm the Gimmer. Hey, next week we have the Golden Hearts, Brave Chandeliers, and Rockabye Dead Man, which is going to be really cool. Thanks for tuning in. I want to say thanks real quick to Squeeze, Wonderboy, and of course the intern who will have a name by next week. Adios.
1: This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.